You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Jesus died for me. It's the simple title of this devotion, Jesus died for me. Oh, we used to sing it, you know. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, just these courses. I, I love these courses. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my sins rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am no longer the same. All these little courses that I grew up with that I love. And I love the new songs too. Oh, there's so many amazing songs we sing today. And I thank God for all those who God's heart, who God is able to inspire their hearts to help us with the songs that we have today. Jesus died for me. I want to read with you here quite a few verses. Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 11, please. Romans chapter 6. Listen to this. What shall we say then? That's right. What do we say? What is our conversation? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? You know, I mean, do we say, yeah, I can do these things because God understands. And, and, you know, no, no, no. Yeah, he understands. That's why he sent Jesus to not only pay the penalty, but take away the nature of sin out of us with his precious blood. Read Hebrews 9, 14. Read 1 John 3, verse 9, and so many other places. Jesus didn't just came to bear the punishment of our sin, but take the root that causes us to sin out of us and give us a new nature that doesn't want to sin anymore, but wants to please God. So he says, what shall we say then? Do we continue to sin so that God's grace may abound even more? No, absolutely not. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So when you were water baptized, you were baptized into his death and you rose to newness of life. That is one of the great significances of water baptism. That's why all who believe and are baptized shall be saved, it says in the gospel, and I think the gospel of Mark or Luke. For if when we were united together in the likeness of his death, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. 
knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that sin nature was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's an incredible chapter, chapter 6 of Romans. And if you begin to meditate on it, then you understand chapter 7 and 8 and so forth. So listen, dear friends. God desires to reveal in you in a greater measure the death of His Son so that you may be truly dead to sin, that sin has no claim on you, no grip on you, and cannot twist your thoughts with its mind-orientated strategies to trick you into some temptation and that causes your weak nature to enter into sin. Oh, my dear friends, God doesn't want your weak nature ever again to enter into sin. He wants your weak nature to be completely crucified with Christ, buried with Him, dead to sin, and that you may live by the power of his life within, in new life. So pray this, Father, unveil in me in a greater measure the death of your Son. Father, I want to know the death of your Son in a greater measure. I want to be completely dead to sin and to self in the world. I want to be alive to you. I want to be able to say together with Paul in Galatians 2, verse 20, it's no longer I that live it. Oh, I love that verse. It's one of my life verses. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Or the old King James would say, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me meditate on that verse, Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. I am dead to sin. I'm dead to self. I'm dead to the world. I'm alive to God through Christ in me. I live to God. I live to God. Oh, I'm going to talk to talk about that tomorrow with you. I live to God. Oh, I love living to God day and night. But... I have tasted the pains of death, friends, at times. Oh, how agonizing, how utterly agonizing. And the reason the Heavenly Father just graciously and gently unveils more and more of the death of Christ in us is that we often have a struggle in faith to know what's happening when we're suffering the pains of death to self and death to the world and death to, to, to sin. We say, oh God, and we feel such a pain of death. And when you suffer the pains of death, your faith can be really tried. You could just really struggle with, oh, I'm no good, or oh, I'll never change, or oh, I'll never get there. 
And the Lord says, no, come on, trust me, trust me to work the death of my son in you so that you can be completely dead to sin, to self in the world. Or as Paul would say here in Galatians, Galatians, he says, I have been crucified to the world in, where is it? Oh, it's in Galatians 6. He says, um, here it is, sorry. Uh, God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Oh, he says, I embrace the death of Christ in me so that there is nothing of this world and in this world that can claim me as his own. I'm dead to it. I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world. And I know I've given this testimony so many times, but I was sitting in Moscow airport many, many years ago in the 90s. And there all of a sudden, I was so in the presence of Jesus and the glory that I wasn't aware of anything. Thousands of people around me going all everywhere, but I wasn't aware of anything. And suddenly like an elevator, I became more and more aware of the world and my own weak human nature that was starting to connect with the things of this world. And I said, no, Lord, no, Lord, I'm not of this world. No, Lord, no, Lord, I'm not of this world. And like an elevator, I, I, I was pulled back up by his resurrection life into his heavenly life. And Jesus spoke to me and said, I'm upholding you with my own righteousness. In other words, the righteousness that I enjoy in the presence of the heavenly father is what I unveil in you. You see, Jesus died for me so that I might be dead to sin and live to God, live to God live to God. Oh, dear friends, I want you to know this. I want you to know this. He says right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the love of Jesus Christ in verse 14, the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Oh, I believe with all my heart, Jesus died for me. Jesus died for me. Can you say it? Jesus died for me. Say it again. Jesus died for me. And the death he died once and for all to sin In the life he now lives, he lives to God. Romans 6, verse 10. Oh, I believe that I have died with Christ and his death is in increasing measures being unveiled in me so that I may be completely dead to sin, dead to the world, dead to self, and live to God. What a wonderful thing. And one more verse in closing is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, verse 16, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. You see, when you experience a greater revelation of this death of Christ in you, then you need to hold in faith death to self, death to sin, death to the world. Yes, Lord, I do not not grow weary. No, I embrace the cross. 
I embrace the death of Christ completely. I want all of it in me that I'm totally dead with him to the sin nature, to the self-exaltation nature, to the world that is in enmity with God so that I may live with him. And so he says here, we do not lose heart, even though the outward man is perishing, because the inward man is being renewed day by day. For the light affliction of dying to self in this world is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. For while we do not look at the things that can be seen, for, uh, but at the things which cannot be seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I pray today that as you listen to this devotion, as you share this time with me this week and these different devotions, especially next week, that you embrace the cross in whichever form or fashion you have the privilege of bearing it, bearing it because of your own weaknesses, the trials and tribulations of life, or because of the weaknesses of others that you have the privilege, privilege of bearing. And you brace it, embrace it, embrace it fully and let the Heavenly Father reveal the death of His Son in you so that sin and the world and self become completely powerless from being able to cause you to fail and fall and you being renewed in the inward man through the life of the Son of God in you begin to experience that far greater weight of glory that is so much more worth living for than the passing things of this life. Amen. Have a good day.